Oh, yes, indeed. Hour number two on a Friday. A little, uh, little cloudy in the area, but I think the rain's supposed to move out for this evening. Should be good weather in the 60s for some high school football playoff action tonight. We've uh, definitely been hitting a little bit of that. Texas beating Creighton last night. We've definitely talked about that. And there's all kinds of college and pro football to get into. So why don't we go ahead and do it with one of our favorite segments of the week. It's the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. And he is the one and only Brandon Lang. BrandonLang.com. Check out the Believe Me Show with Cordell Stewart. He's turned him into a betting expert before our eyes. Brandon Lang, I hope Thanksgiving was good, brother. How are you? Yeah, it was. Uh, Missouri over Arkansas Friday. Oregon State with the epic comeback for the 200 diamond on Saturday. It's going out 23-7 and in college for the year Woo. on the website. Um, and that's just, that hot streak is just carried over right into Right into Bumble and Hinge. I mean, it, and I, listen, I'm not getting paid any money as an advertisement to say bump, but for me, it's like it's like fishing with dynamite. It really is because there are many guys in my age demographic of in their fifties. Like I'm 59, but if I come to your town and we do a hang with Lang and pick a spot on Friday night and just have everybody come hang and and have fun. I look like I just retired from the NFL. My arms are huge. Like, I walked in with this girl last night, and I wore a little tight T-shirt, black leather jacket, a little cold here in Vegas, and I took my jacket off. She's like, oh, my God. She goes, you are huge. I said, thanks. I work hard at it. Um, seriously, it's a lot of work, but thank you. I appreciate it. She just couldn't take her eyes off my arms. And she started touching my arms. Like, Those are huge. I said, yeah, I said, thank you. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's good to look this way at 59. She says, wow. <laughs> and that's it. It's just it's the energy that, you're, that you give off, and it's great. I, I, coming out of a 17-year relationship, being single, it's like, you, you know, as a kid, your dad took you one of those fishing holes where you paid to catch fish. <laughs> and, you, you know, you threw your, your pole, you threw, threw in the water, you get a bite every time. That's the way it is. It's just, it's just guys in my age bracket are kind of stiff, no personality, and I'm the complete opposite. So I think it's, I bring that up to say this, your energy when you're a handicapper, it just carries over in every every aspect. If you feel good about it, you do whatever. Like the NFL has just been hard to handicap all year long. I don't care what anybody says. And, I, and, and other handicappers who I talk to and guys I respect, NFL has been hard. But, but they agree that college has been, especially for me, I mean, again, 23 and 7 over 14, over 14 weeks has been pretty special. But it's just, it's just you're seeing things clearly. So let's hope, knock on wood, we can, we can keep that going into another, another Friday, Saturday uh, winning streak, get to 25 and 7, and then, man, it's, it's bowl season. So this, is, this should be shaping up to be pretty good. All right, let's do it. Let's see if we can keep <laughs> see if Brandon Lang is still fishing in a stocked pond. All right, so Pac-12. Let's start there tonight, Brandon, because I believe uh, believe they're doing that in your town of Vegas, Utah, and USC for the second time this year. Utah won a crazy one the first time. USC a slight favorite in this one. What do we think? Everybody and their brother likes USC in this game. Everybody. I, I talked to nobody likes Utah, so I kind of sit back and go, okay. Let's, let's just take a quick look at this. This is who USC has played this year. And you tell me when I read this off to you, if this sounds like the SEC 
or the Big Ten or even the Big 12. Tell me if this sounds like a schedule that leads you to believe they deserve to be in the Final Four. Rice, Mm. Stanford, Fresno, Oregon State, Arizona State, Washington State, lost to Utah, gave up 37 at Arizona, gave up 35 at home to Cal, beat Colorado, gave up 45 over UCLA and Notre Dame. That's who USC's played. So in the last six weeks, their defense has given up 27, 45, 35, 37, 43. Now, does that sound like a team that you feel should be in the Final Four? Yes or no? Uh, no, ah! definitely not on defense, but, we, but we've seen Lincoln Riley go to the playoff with defenses like that. Right, but this is a different situation right now. They're playing a team that put up 600 yards total offense on them. Mm-hmm. Beat them the first time. And I just think that it, it – I just – I've said this all year long. I don't think Southern Cal is as good as everybody thinks they are. Offensively, yeah, they're, they're great to watch, but eventually you're going to run into the wrong team at the wrong time that, that just can score on you. And it's one thing for USC to be playing ahead all the time. But see, I don't think they're going to be ahead in this game. So I'm going to take Utah by up to three, and I'm going to call for them to go down in flames. And just like Oregon State ending Oregon's chance to play Southern Cal, Utah in Southern Cal's chance to play in the Final Interesting. All right. All right, B-Lang, Big 12 Championship, Kansas State versus TCU. I am seeing TCU minus one and a half. It's gone down since the minus two and a half that I saw earlier this week. Max Duggan, Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. Will Howard looks great in Chris Kleiman's offense. Do you think Kansas State could upset the Horned Frogs? Not to my knowledge, having done this for 30 years for a living. I don't ever remember a team going undefeated against the spread for the season. I don't. There's been some 11 and ones and 12 and ones, but I don't believe it's Lane's 10 and two this year. I don't believe a team's gone undefeated. TCU is three points away from going undefeated against the spread. Wow. Now, now granted, they've had a couple games in there which were miracle covers, most notably at West Virginia, which was the miracle cover of the year, I think. And, and if you had West Virginia in the game, it was arguably the worst beat of the year. Um, Kansas, they were laying six and a half, and they won by seven. They were up a couple scores in the second half. But other than that, they were laying five and won by three in overtime against Oklahoma State. They were laying one and a half against Baylor and won by one. Other than that, they covered every game this year. And what they did last week, after going to Texas and winning a battle, going to Baylor and winning a battle, to come home and put up 60 on Iowa State. Now listen, Iowa State had nothing to play for. But it's still Matt Campbell. He's still prideful. It was still a top 20 defense. 62 on them. I know K-State was up 28-10 in the first meeting. TC made some adjustments and blew the doors off them. I was scoring. I think they went up, uh, scored 28 unanswered. That was it. That's all she wrote. TCU's the better team. K-State's had a nice run. They've had a couple of impressive wins. Um, I, I bring up that Iowa State game, and I know it's apples and oranges, boys, but here's the example. Iowa State played both Kansas State and they played TCU. TCU beat Iowa State 62-14. Kansas State beat Iowa State Wait for it, ten nine. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, 
this is going to get ugly, I think. And mm. People are buying into Kansas State, and the public money's on Kansas State. TCU got through their minefield, boys. They got through Baylor and Texas, and that monkey's off their back, and they showed it against Iowa State. I think they play loose. I think they play fancy free, and they're a dangerous animal right now. I'm going to take the money machine. I'm going to take you. How about that? That'd be some wild history there. That's uh, that's cool stuff. Brandon Lang, check out brandonlang.com, of course, uh, and that show, Believe Me, with Cordell Stewart, part of the Believe Network. All right, Brandon, I just love the game. I know it's not as interesting now, but SEC title game is always interesting to me. I'm seeing Georgia 17 and a half here, LSU trying to bounce back, quarterback a little banged up, may or may not be able to go. Well, what are you thinking on that one? I'm going to take the dog. Not a game I love. Yeah. Not a game I love, but Kirby has struggled in SEC championship games covering the number. And to ask them to cover this number against a coach who has excelled against winning competition, Kelly 11-3 and against the spread as a dog in his college football career against winning teams, um, that just goes to show you he coaches them up and he gets it done. Uh, I got to believe that LSU – is 4-0-1 against the spread last five in this series and has cashed, LSU, seven straight tickets in neutral site games as an underdog. Let's take LSU. Yeah, that's a lot of points, too. Yeah, way too many points. Yeah. All right, B-Lang, ACC championship, Clemson versus North Carolina, both teams. Well, North Carolina, maybe they think they're overachieved. Clemson definitely underachieved for their standard. Minus 7.5 for Clemson right now. Who are you liking this one? This is the toughest game on the board because you have to wonder where UNC is. But to me, that posted total of 63.5 is a little low to me. It really is. You look at North Carolina and you look at some of the posted total numbers they gave up this year, and especially Clemson trying to get it going offensively. Um, I see this, this game being like Wake Forest and North Carolina. They're going to combine to go to get over 70. Um Pitt and North Carolina combined for 66. Duke and North Carolina combined for 73. Um, I think Clemson's going to score, but I also think North Carolina's going to score as well. I think it's over 63 and a half. Beside them, I'm going to leave them All right, fair enough. All right, anything else in college? You want to hit Michigan-Purdue at all, or do we move to the NFL? I'm telling you, man, Purdue and Brian Brom, they got a quarterback who's 47 years old playing his 13th year in college football. Think, you know, basically think um, Ryan Reynolds in the movie where he was in his eighth year of college. Right. One of the triology, I think it was. What, Van Wilder? Yeah, 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 yeah. he's in his eighth year. So we got Van Wilder, quarterback for Purdue. Yeah. Um, and his receiver he played with in high school. And they've been great all year. They've had one bad game, and that was bad weather at home against Iowa. They lost 24-3, but they lost at Wisconsin, inclement weather a little bit. They lost a heartbreaker uh, against Syracuse in a game they had won, and then they had a couple personal foul penalties that scored the winning touchdown and gave Syracuse the ball midfield and lost in the last 10 seconds. And then they lost against Penn State first game of the year where it was a third and six with a minute 20 to go, and they complete the pass to, to take a knee, and the kid just dropped it. And then they punted and Penn State went and scored. So this is a lot of points for an offense that can that can move the ball, a defense that's fundamentally sound, let down situation from Michigan, love Purdue, plus the 17 and a half. All right. How about that? All right. Uh, NFL, lots of stuff we could hit. Let me just start with Dolphins-Niners. Niners by four. Hell of a game in the afternoon. What do you think? I think 
Miami gets blown out. Mm. Here you go. Okay. This is this is Miami the last five weeks. Pittsburgh losing team struggled one by six. Detroit losing team was down fourteen nothing one by four. Chicago losing team on the road gave up thirty two points and had to hold on for a three point win. Cleveland at home losing team. Houston at home losing team. Loser, 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 loser. <laughs> so now you have to step up. You know, you've been going to those little low level strip bars. It's got very little talent. You think you're just hot stuff. Then you roll into the creme de la creme and you get no play whatsoever. Well, that's Miami this week. They've been living in the low little total little darlings here in Vegas. You get the one dollar dollar ninety nine shrimp all you can eat at the lunch buffet instead of the big spread. That's Miami the last five weeks. Now they're rolling into Rhino on a Saturday night with the A talent from L.A., New York, Scottsdale, mm. and they're sitting there going, "I'm a little out of my little out of my element." That's little darlings. That's Miami. And I think San Francisco's in the go zone, and I think this is the letdown situation for the Dolphins traveling all the way to the West Coast. So I'm going to go with San Francisco by the half point late three. All right. All right, B-Lang, we got the Bengals and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are heading to that part of Cincinnati. And, yes, a big-time matchup from the AFC Championship last year. It's Chiefs minus one and a half. want to say 52-point total. Who are you liking this one? I may have used this analogy on your show before, but Cincinnati owns me. They just own me. If I go against them, they cover every single time. If God tonight in my bedroom came to me in that glow white gown at 3 o'clock in the morning and I wake up out of my ambient and I'm like, holy mackerel, it's God. And he hands me an ice cold glass of lemonade and he says, my son, I'm going to give you the exact final score of Cincinnati and Kansas City because I know you need this winner. I would look at him, I'd take a sip of lemonade and say, God, I love you and I trust you, but I can't win a Cincinnati game. Satan's going to figure out where to screw it up. I'm serious. <laughs> There's just no way I can trust, I can trust God in this situation. Uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes in the month of November and December in his career. Take a deep breath. Everybody breathe in. Let it out. Patrick Mahomes is 26-0 in his NFL career in November, December. He has never lost a game in these two months. Wow. 26-0. So in a near-pick'em situation, I'm going to do Cincinnati fans a huge favor. I'm going to pick the Chiefs minus one and a half. And watch this when I come on your show next week. <laughs> the Bengals will figure out a way to lose this game by one. And I'll lose by one and a half. I'm telling you right now. Uh, I'll score that game will be 31-30. And you'll be like, no way. They got him again. B-Lang, my man. I'm going to take the Chiefs in 26 now. You, you do realize, B. Lang, that if there's a heaven and if you are indeed walking in, you realize the first thing he's going to say to you is, you were right about the Bengals, by the way. Um, yeah. The first thing. All right, so let's pick uh, so many good games this week. Titans-Eagles, let's go there. Uh, first place teams in a battle. Philly, minus four and a half on a noon kick central time. What do you think? Titans are going to go in there and win the game outright. Oh. All right. Okay. Go there first. All right. Derrick Henry is going to have... 23 carries for 246 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is going to throw two more touchdowns, and Philadelphia is not going to be able to stop the run, and they're going to get beat, take Tennessee plus one and a half. Now listen, I say that, bet a money line, 
but make sure you bet more on Tennessee plus four and a half. Nice. Boy, I hope you're right on that one. Zay, you got another one in the NFL? Yeah, I do. A big-time game in the NFC East. The Commanders taking on the Giants, and it's the Commanders minus two and a half. Who are you like in this one, Brandon? By the half point, take the Giants up to plus three. They've covered as a dog this year. They've literally been – they got the back door on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys, which was unbelievable. Um, the only time they have not covered as a dog this year is at Seattle, but that was after beating Jacksonville as a three-point dog. They beat Baltimore as a five-and-a-half-point dog. They beat Green Bay as an eight-and-a-half-point dog. They beat Carolina as a one-point dog. They beat Tennessee as a five-and-a-half-point dog. So getting them as a dog at home, I know the commanders have been, been great lately, needed a tip deflection at the goal line to not lose to Atlanta last week. I think people bet in Washington are going to be late to the dance by the point. Get Johnson to plus three. Don't be surprised if we get out right. Interesting, Brandon. Let's hit all those winning matchups and finish with the Jets and Vikings. Minnesota minus three. Can't believe they're nine and two. What do you think? You know how I feel about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so any chance I get to go against Kirk Cousins, I'm going against Kirk Cousins. So I'm going to buy the half point. Take the Jets up to plus three and a half. I'm on the Mike White bandwagon. I believe in this Jets defense. I don't believe in the Vikings defense. I'm going to take the Jets by up to half point. Last but not least, I will be absolutely shocked if the Dallas Cowboys do not beat the Indianapolis Colts exactly the way they beat the Minnesota Vikings. I'm serious because if you watch Matt Ryan and you watch the pressure that the Steelers got on him, it's going to be double the pressure when he goes into Dallas. And the Jeff Saturday honeymoon is over. It was great. The win at the Raiders was great. Hey, guys, you get Tuesday off. We all saw the locker room. Yeah, way to go. It's done. It's done. It's done. There's no there's no Jeff Saturday success story here. He's at Little Darlene's eating a $1.99 shrimp after this game. Dallas is a <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right there. That's what it needs to look like for the Cowboys. That is Brandon Lang. Check out BrandonLang.com. Check out Believe Me with Cordell Stewart. And Next week he'll be back on to talk about the Bengals and the Chiefs, and we'll hope that maybe he and maybe God could give Brandon a little bit of a, little bit of a break. But we'll see. Brandon, we always appreciate it, man. Have a good weekend. Uh, continued success, sir. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Brandon. Brandon Lang. Oh, my God. Fantastic. <laughs> Yo, $1.99 shrimp sounds good today. Am I the only person that loves and waits for Brandon Lang to make an analogy that involves strip clubs? Am I the only one? Does that make me sick? Does that make me sick? There are parents out there driving with their kids. All right, stop. we got to turn it off. Brandon Lang's talking strip clubs again. I love that. He was so modest about his arms. Like when homegirl was touching them and whatnot, he was so modest. Was like, Man, you're absolutely Ooh. jacked. And he was so modest by saying thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. I, I, I work, work, yes. work very hard. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, Brandon Lang, every Friday about 1.05. Coming up, it's the Flex 30 segment. Let's talk a little Vandegrift and Dripping Springs. Let's get old school and talk about two guys that nobody's probably talking about this week that might determine that game. Plus, we'll tell you about the all-Flex team and when the finalists are announced and the winners are announced and all that good stuff. Stay with us. Also, got a World Cup report coming up from our guy Glenn Davis. Keep it right here on the Horn.
<laughs> Such a good lead in. Come on! If you have a friend or family member that does not like this song, you need to get them checked out tomorrow. No, today. Before you get done. Before you go to bed tonight. It's a good tester, actually. I never thought of it. First date. Do you like the song Crazy on You by Heart? If the answer is no, pay the bill and walk out. Gotta love some heart. Dude, this is one of those. There's a list, but it's one of those acts. I haven't been lucky enough to see them. My wife saw them open for somebody years ago. I gotta go see Ann and Nancy at some point. They're still performing? They're still, doing their thing? I, I think so. I, I'm not sure when the last time they were on tour, but everybody I know that has seen Heart, even in the last few years, they say Ann's pipes are still there. Wow. I'm getting chills just thinking about her, the way she <laughs> sings. God, I love, I love that voice. When you say one of the be- when you say the best rock voices vocalists ever if you're saying ever and everybody and everything you are missing it if you're not including this band don't just leave- make it about the guys this is one of the best rock voices we've ever had she's awesome love heart love heart crazy on you the way she holds those notes oh my god listen to her turn it up turn it up come on ann oh Dude, she's not playing. Not no, playing. she ain't messing around. Let me tell you how rock and roll Ann Wilson is. Here's how rock and roll she is. They have a song called Magic Man. It's a great song. Do you know what it's about? It's Ann Wilson being daft enough, crazy enough, and rock and roll enough to write a song to her mother telling her how great the man she is, the, the great that the man she's with is for her, like specifically. Oh. Like when she says he's a magic man, mama, and he's got magic hands. Oh, wow. That is brilliant. She was like 19. They went up into mountains, and she says they were just naked for like months. They were just in love and just being naked and being happy. And she wrote songs, and that was one of them. And she wrote it to her mother, basically, to say, Hey, Mama, this dude's rocking my world. (laughs) It's cold-blooded. Okay, Ann. Love you for that. All right. So on Spec Sex Line, Sam. They're still hot, too. They're still doing it, not only... Dude. With the music, but with the looks. Hey, and and you know what? Ann's one of those. There were crazy things back in the day with Ann with the weight and stuff. They didn't want to put her in videos because of her weight. Oh, it was a crime. It was a crime, man, because that voice is that voice. She's Aretha. That's who she is. It does not matter. She could weigh 60 pounds or she could weigh 600 pounds. If you sound like that, you sound like that. Ann got, got kind of screwed on some of that stuff. I do not know what she looks like right now. I hope she is well. I hope she is healthy. And I hope she can come sing sometime and I can see it. So what? They didn't want her in the videos because she was a little thickums or? Yep. Okay. She gained a little weight. So they Aww. put they put Nancy in the videos more. Now, Nancy was pretty at the time, and but also super talented. But she's the guitar player. So if you're going to show the person singing, <laughs> that's not Nancy. Nancy didn't sing. Yeah, white women with booties scared people in the 80s. Exactly. <laughs> Curvy white women did scare people in the 80s. You're right. Ann Wilson was one of them. Shout out to Hart. We had Girls School and Frida. Ah, oh, the ladies represented today yeah. on a Friday. That's I like ladies that. day. Okay. Are we going all ladies today? No, we're today? not. We're not. All right. Sorry. But I was going to yeah. say. We did a little bit. If we're going all ladies, then you, nah, know, for, you know for the third hour, I'm going to put in my MC Light Queen Latifah vote. <laughs> 
we played MC Light this week already. So we did play MC Light. Yeah, yeah. that's true. All right. Uh, so a lot of stuff going on in football. Obviously, the NFL weekend is monstrously good. Get yourself to a television on Sunday if you can figure it out. It's going to be so good. Six winning matchups for the week. One of them was last night already. So you got five left with that Washington Giants game. Cowboys fans, I don't know what to do there. I guess we root for Washington. No, no what do you root for there? Yeah. They're basically even, so don't root for anything. Tennessee at Philly. We know we're rooting for Ryan Tannehill. I know I can get Longhorn fans to root for an Aggie there if they're Cowboys fans too. Tennessee at Philly is a noon kick. Uh, The Jets and Minnesota noon kick. And then in the afternoon, Miami, San Francisco, go Dolphins. And uh, Kansas City at Cincinnati, the rematch of the AFC title game. It's going to be really good. Cowboys, Colts, remember, is Sunday night. And we'll have it for you here on the horn. All right, let's get the Flex 30 segment in. We'll talk some more of that Drip Vandegrift game. Tell you about the All Flex team. Game's coming up tonight. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right. Uh, remember, flxatx.com. Go to the schedule page for all the games that are coming up. Uh, they will get you have you fully covered. Flex pregame tonight at 6.30. So, Zay, there's been a lot of talk this week, obviously, about Vandergriff and Dripping Springs. You and I have done most of it because uh, we both love this game. A lot of quarterback talk, clearly. Novosad and Buchanan. We talked about the defensive freaks in this matchup that are going to be impactful, right? We talked about Wimberley, and we talked about um, we we talked about what's my man's? I just forgot my man's name. Vickery uh, at Dripping Springs. We talked about all those guys. Here's what we haven't talked about: running backs. I know it's a modern age of football, but I've watched these two teams enough to know that what you miss sometimes when you're watching the Flash is their substance running the ball. Because I don't think either team really does what they want to do unless they run. So for Vandergriff, it's Alex Witt. Love Alex Witt. If he doesn't get going in this game, I'm not sure what Drew Sanders is going to do as the second plan. Because Witt is his plan at running back. Averaging 5.5 a carry. He's got a little over 900 yards. And he's got a couple other guys that he'll use. But he loves getting number zero going. And he really got him going these last two rounds. So watch Alex Witt in this game. How much do they run him when it's a basic run? How much do they run him when they're going tempo? And they're running up quick after a successful play and get that just a quick little handoff to him. And then if you throw him out of the backfield, he's like 10 yards a a catch as well. Alex Witt for Vandergriff to me is critical. If they're going to win, I think Zero has to have a good game. Yeah, I think he's one of the most underrated running backs in the state. I I think he's tremendous. And yeah, if they run the game and control the clock, that means they keep Austin Novosad and that high-power Drippin' Springs offense off the field. So you would like to think that's what game plan uh, Vandergriff's going to go into tonight. But hey, when you get to this point around, you don't care how you win. If you have to throw it a certain amount of times 50 times to win the game then they'll take that too but yeah I, I think the formula is to keep Novosad off the field and give the ball to zero Alex Witt yeah I agree now also let's stay on Vandergriff's side for a sec Miles Coleman uh, 84 catches the next closest is 32 they really use Miles Coleman if that doesn't work what does Vandergriff do that's always my question with them their offense can get a little bogged down if Coleman and Witt are not successful 
if Drip can kind of control those two guys, what do they do? I like some of their other guys. I like Middleton. I like Ormond. Uh, I really dig the, you know, I love tight ends. What's my man's name? Uh, Scoglin, who are Scoglin or Scoglin 88. They have not thrown in the ball a lot, but he does have 23 catches. I love that guy as another option. But Vandergriff loves to stick with zero and one. Yeah. Those two guys. So if those don't work, what are their other options? And then for Drip, nobody ever mentions these guys, Zay, but their numbers are nice. Uh, these two running backs. So Cade Curry has 7.3 a carry this year. Jake Tindall, excuse me, Jack Tindall, 6.6, and they have combined for 25 rushing touchdowns. Everybody thinks this team is just about Novasad and receivers, partially because of me. That's my bad. Yeah. Right? I talk a Unk. lot about Novasad and the receivers. Come on, Unk. These guys have 25 touchdowns rushing between them. The Dripping Springs running game, huge tonight. Yeah, yeah, because if you focus on that passing game, which you should focus on it, it's high-powering, those guys could run the ball too, which makes this offense so dangerous. And the only reason why the great Westlake was the only team to really halt this uh, halt this offense. So nobody, nobody else has. Nope. I guess Vandergriff came close to – and they put up 23 on them. So we'll see how it is. I don't know if it's going to be an up-tempo, high-scoring game tonight, or I kind of feel like it could be in the teens just because. You think it might be another grinder? Maybe. I I don't know. It's so hard to tell, but I think both of these teams, whoever wins it, like you were saying earlier, have a huge chance to make some noise further down the line and maybe get to Jerry World. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Both these teams create interesting things on offense. Both teams like to destroy things on defense. So I I'm interested to see who wins those battles. 7 o'clock tonight, of course. That one's at Gupton Stadium. Uh, I'm interested to get out there for the first time. Haven't been up, I've been up to that part of Cedar Park a ton. I've just never been to the stadium. So uh, that's where Zay and I will be. If you're interested in Wimberley Lago Vista, that's in Hutto, 7 tonight. Uh, Liberty Hill and Flower Bluff, Ferris Stadium in San Antonio, 7 o'clock. And then the Granger-Burton game we've told you is out in Bastrop uh, at 7 o'clock. There is uh, that game that involves College Station and somebody. I can't remember the other team. I think that's at the field tonight in Pflugerville. So there's games all over the area. Westlake fans, you know where you'll be. Alamo Dome tomorrow at 2, San Antonio Brennan against Westlake. I'm not sure if Westlake has a shot there, Zay. San Antonio Brennan (laughs) playing in the Alamo Dome, home field advantage. I think Westlake's getting screwed there. I just don't know if they're going to be ready. Hey, if Brennan could turn into the San Antonio version of the St. Louis Rams back in the day, the best show on turf. <laughs> right. I don't know if they have much of a chance going against this Westlake crew because yeah. that seems like that's the only thing that will take those guys down. Hell, Isaac Bruce and Tory Hole, Marshall Fall, Kurt Warner. They'd be a good matchup against this Westlake team. That's how good right. this Chaparral's team is. So it'll be a tough one for Brennan. But, yeah, I, I think like my man Wyatt, who hits us up all the time, those guys, they're for real. Yeah, Wyatt thinks they're on a whole nother level, and I think Wyatt might be right. Wyatt's in every practice, every meeting. He's right there on the defensive line with those cats. He's right there with Colton Vosick, and man, they, they are something. I'm just trying to think, like, you just can't get them into a game where it's been, I guess Lake Travis got him into a game that was kind of close by the end, but they eventually won that one by two scores, I think. That's about the closest we've seen. Drip was, what, 29-10 by the end of the game? Yeah, and there have been fights for a little while. In the Dripping Springs but, game, it, it, they had to blow it open in the fourth quarter. Like it was right. fairly close. I want to say it was sixteen to ten going in the fourth. And Vasek made a couple of big time plays, strip sacks. They had multiple turnovers, and they end up blowing that game open. So yeah, not too many teams test these guys. Yeah, speaking of running backs, like we just were, Jack Kaiser. Ah, 
Josh, man. That's another name for everybody to remember because that Westlake running back has been going crazy whoever, lately. Whoever finds him, because I think he'll just go under the radar as a recruit, I, I don't think he gets as much credit because of everybody around him. You know, he has a small stature where well, he's about 5'5", five, five, not, may not even be over 180 pounds, but, man, he could hump it up there. And he's one of the best running backs in the area also. His stats were crazy last year, they're mm-hmm. crazy this year in the junior year. And, again, he's a junior, so he has another season Oof. to come back and even put another resume up there. And, yeah, whichever college team lucky enough to get him down the line is going to get an absolute steal. You're saying there's another year for K-State to notice him if they haven't yet? <laughs> Everybody's saying K-State. Is that what you're saying? Just I'm to pretty- follow the pattern? <laughs> just to follow that pattern? Darren Sproles and Deuce Vaughn? Yeah, Sproles, I guess Deuce so. Vaughn, yeah. yeah. Badass, guys. badass, shorter running back that nobody can stop, and they're versatile as hell. That's somehow that where they end up. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so a lot of good excitement around high school football. Remember, we do the flex segment at 1.30, and then next week, Tuesday, we are going to be announcing the all-flex finalists and uh, Zay and I will be announcing the linebackers and some of the specialists on the on the the flex finalist list that will be come Tuesday we're gonna do that in the one o'clock hour since we do the flex segment in our one o'clock hour anyway one o'clock hour on Tuesday be with us for that uh, and it'll all start with Bucky and Aaron in the morning they'll start revealing some of those finalists in the morning we'll keep you updated there I believe that's going to be 8 a.m for Bucky and Aaron uh, obviously listen to the whole show but 8 a.m. They'll start revealing some some of the finalists for the All Flex team. FLXATX.com. We appreciate you guys supporting Flex throughout the year, and thanks to that Flex crew for doing such an incredible job. And, of course, Craig Way for being Craig Way because the high school stuff just doesn't happen without Craig Way. All right, coming up, where are we at in society? Isaiah will let us know there. Then we'll talk to Jeff Ketchum of Orange Bloods at 2.05. Big week for the Longhorns, obviously. The win in basketball, recruiting stuff. What about the portal on Monday? And uh, does he think B. John Robinson is going to take the Doak Walker? We'll find all that out coming up. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Y'all know about this, man. Sounds like we got multiple voices working here. Sounds like we got multiple voices. We got harmonies working. Man, we're going back here. You going back a ways? Oh yeah, this Soul Champ era, Soul Train era. Oh man, that's big time. Group or an artist? Group. Temps? No. We're not going that far back. No, it's that far back. That's a good guess. Okay. I mean, general, but it's good. OJs. 
The OJ. The OJ. Okay. All right. All Backstabber. Right. Mm, it is good. Backstabber. I like it. Yeah. The OJs. All right. Clearly, somebody scarred these guys. Yeah. That's and they tough. weren't having it. No. No. Well, that's it. That's when you can get that out in a song. Sometimes that's the best song. If you can get some. Sometimes it's dark, twisted material, but it, if it comes out in the music, that can be, can be healing. Recently we had, it was a few days ago, it was Billy Paul's birthday, the guy that did Me and Mrs. Jones, which to me ah, is, yeah. is the greatest cheating song ever written. I don't think anybody's <laughs> ever done one that upfront and personal and perfect. Than me and Mrs. Jones, we got a thing going on. Mrs. Mrs. Jones. Oh, God. Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Jones. So good. (laughs) It's so good. And so is that OJ's tune. That's awesome. The OJ's Heart, Girls School, and Frida. We've had a lot of great voices today on the show. We appreciate Zay for that. How about this text rolling in, Zay? This particular fan, a Bowie fan, says, I've seen both teams up close. Drip rolls. Drip is way more impressive. Huh. All right. We'll see. We'll see. We will see. I'm not sure if it's way out there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's going to be a blowout in that ball game. Oh, I still got a bruise for what they did to my Bulldogs earlier in the season. Now, that was a blowout. That one hurt. That was a blowout. (laughs) That one hurt. That one humbled me a little bit. That one was definitive. There's no doubt about that. All right. uh, Let's get you uh, some Where We At in Society with Zay. See what we're doing today. Where are we at in society today? All right, Mr. Collier. Do I have something to look at on Twitter or what's going on? Yeah, you do. Go check it out. A pretty ridiculous story that happened yesterday, last night. So yesterday (laughs) during our show, somebody said, you know, Zay, you probably won't be allowed to play Kanye West anymore. You know, we talked about... You know, we're not we're not playing Kanye or R. Kelly or Mystical. We might play an instrumental of them, but we won't have their voices on there right. out of respect. Yeah. And I was like, why were they saying it yesterday? Well, Kanye was on with Alex Jones saying all type of offensive things, praising Hitler and so what, and put up a swastika on his Twitter account. What? And it made Elon Musk, Austin's very own Elon Musk, yes? say, you know, Kanye... You're doing too much. So the founder of Tesla and now owner of Twitter suspended him from Twitter. Oh. But before before Kanye went out, that's not the topic today. Okay. Sports related. We're trying to keep things sports related. Before this fool Kanye went out, which he knew was going to happen, he tweets, let's break one last window before we get out of here. I caught Kim I caught this guy with Kim. Good night. And it's a guess who picture of Chris Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Now, that is truly burning down the house on the way out. Like, Chris Paul don't need these problems. He's hurt right now. Hasn't played in, like, the last 11 games. The Suns look good. Devin Booker looks good. And then he has to deal with this. Oh, my God. And Chris Paul is, like, married with kids and the whole thing. Oh, yeah. We see little Chris all the time. Little Chris probably at school. All types of kids saying stuff. Hey, yo, I heard your daddy was with Kim Big Booty Self. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Well, Chris at that age. I think he around middle school now. Yeah, he, he going to really get it. So this ain't a good look. So Kanye went on Alex Jones's show and threw out the modern-day version of, like, the Marge Shot comments, basically. <laughs> right? Is that what he did? He tried to do the 
try to play the well, you know, like all, all those things that people get themselves in trouble with when they try to go into a, you know, even somebody like Hitler. Whoa, whoa, yeah. what are you talking? God, about? Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. Mar- what was Mars Shot's line? It was like her. She was something to the effect of, it was just like a did some good things or something like that. It, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah that's, you, you can't do it. So no, you can't. now Chris Paul has these problems. I don't know when he or if Kanye really did this. I feel like Kanye's completely lost his mind, so who knows You know how factual this is. But, again, Chris Paul don't need these problems. Why it makes sense is because Kendall Jenner – and Devin Booker's relationship, supposedly they're broken up, but I don't know. They've That's been said plenty of times. But their relationship, they were definitely dating for a certain amount of years, maybe two or three. So I, most likely Chris has came and Kim have come across one another. Maybe at a Devin Booker birthday party or mm-hmm. some type of event. There's one picture going around from around 2012 with Kim and Chris Paul. So I don't even, I don't know. I don't think Kanye was with her then. I don't know for sure. I didn't watch the show. I don't watch the show. My wife does. I got you. But yeah. still, I, Chris Paul, come on. I don't think he did something like this. I don't know. I don't Who know. knows? It's the NBA. Oh, Kanye, Kanye. It, the, only Kanye West could have a series of stories where the lamest story is that. That's easily like the lamest part of that story. And the other stuff is just like, he did what? He put what? what? Yeah, that's just crazy. Yeah. Now, go look at that picture that he put of Chris Paul. Because I said, you remember the board game Guess Who? Where you, like, flip yes. and you just, See, like, guess who I think it this was. must have been taken off of Twitter, man. I can't find it. I can't, oh, I see, it got taken off like Twitter? Like, I see it, but when I try to click the link, it won't let me. Okay. It will not let me put it up. Okay, so check your actual messaging. I'm going to send you the picture that Kanye posted because it, it's like guess who okay and he has like other guys up there it's like Kanye has a list of guys that he's just gonna take out oh and throw under the God. bus and make them feel completely just <laughs> so there's other people we would there's, recognize in these um, no in other pictures no there's a guy named no. Dalo I don't know who that is but it's just a weird picture that he posted. No, that is weird. All right, I will check that out during the break. Uh, we'll see what that looks like. That is so bizarre. There's where we at. That's a perfect story for this segment. Uh, Zay brings it to you at 145 each and every day. Coming up at 230, why today matters on this December the 2nd. We've got a couple of monster birthdays to talk about, including a birthday in the NFL as a big-time quarterback hits another big number. Up next, though, speaking of quarterbacks, we'll talk to Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. We'll ask about that quarterback the Longhorns are apparently going to lose in the portal, Hudson Card. Where does he think he'll end up? Basketball team with a big win, and we'll see where we go from there. Jeff Ketchum up next on the Horn.